0: Are you into video games? If so, have you been noticing that with every update, the newer versions are looking more and more like movies? I mean, how clear and crisp and lifelike the games are getting. And what about interactive movies like Late Shift? Well, stay with us, because in this episode, number 2207, Bill and Sean Johnston, the CG Bros, will be taking a deep dive into that subject when they answer the commonly asked question, are video games and movie making Merging on the CG Bros, CG Insider Podcast.
1: Welcome back to the CG Insider Podcast, and thank you so much for joining us. If you're joining us for the first time, it's really great to see you. In today's episode, we're going to be answering a question submitted by Armando T from Simi Valley, California, at our Ask Us Anything page at thecgbros.com. Armando asks, uh, are video games and movie making merging?
2: And by the end of our discussion, you'll have learned some interesting facts that will help you make up your mind if video game industry and the movie-making industry is actually emerging. And if it is, what makes this convergence so relevant and important to uh, the industries as a whole? And you'll get our take and professional insights into what some of the implications of this trend is. Be sure to stay until the end of the podcast, where
1: we'll be jumping into the mailbag and sharing some really great comments that we have received from new media producers who have chosen the CG Bros YouTube channel as part of their short films release strategy. I'm Sean Johnston, one of your hosts for this edition of the CG Insider Podcast. And I'm Bill Johnston, your other host. And we're known wide and far as the CG Bros. This is a great question, Bill. Um, I like Armando's question.
2: So let's start the discussion. You want to start? You know, sure. Oh, oh, you know, over the last couple podcasts, you know, we have talked about the importance of the storyline and the narrative, and and how important that is to creating video game cinematics and, um, uh, and and the films that we're you know you and I watch every day. Um, you know, video games have been around for what uh, two or three decades now, and uh, you know they've evolved a lot since those early days, Sean. I mean, we talked about you know asteroids and and and. Uh, Space Invaders and some of those early games, but uh, today they're they're just so much more realistic and lifelike, and you know, gaming just continues to increase in popularity uh, with each year, and um, you know that that's got a lot to do with technology and 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 processes that are kind of starting to merge a little bit um, when it comes to creation of video games and movies, and they're they're get, they're there's experiencing a lot of crossover as we've kind of touched on in, in past podcasts, but. Um, you know, Armando's question about merging is a good one. Not only from the a technical and procedural side of things, but from an entertainment and storytelling side of things as well.
1: Yes, and uh, that that brings me to some of the the questions that I have uh, going into this podcast about, uh, you know, how what exactly? When I first got this this question, and, and I was I was thinking about it, uh, what do we mean by merging? Um, what exactly do we move, mean by that? Does that mean that okay, the tech, the software now is is, is uh, from from video games is actually in hardware is actually being used in in uh, filmmaking, um, or are we talking about um, yeah, uh, the influence of games on video games and the influence on video games on on uh, I'm sorry, games on on films and films on games? Um, so I kind of went in a different direction uh, than you did, uh, but uh, yeah, I, I I totally I agree. Um,
2: I think the, it's a cross pollination. I think yeah. you're right. It's a it's a it's it, they're contributing to both. But I think you know, given you know, there's some there's some things where we'll, we'll we'll talk about some facts here coming up that I I think will kind of make the case that I think. I think it's the video game industry that's really start pushing the movie industry now. Uh, and I've got some some thoughts on that. So, but, you know, go ahead.
1: Well, I was just going to say, uh, so obviously if you think about the merging of the two and you say, okay, well, there's, where's what's a really good movie that I've seen that's based on a video game? Um, well, I mean, if you think about it, if you actually, actually, if you dig deep, in Warcraft actually worldwide, um, if you talk about a sheer numbers point of view' it's, um, made about four hundred and thirty eight um million dollars um worldwide um so that that's that's pretty big uh, mm-hmm. and that's I think that's number one and then you you think about some of the other uh ones that we we see recently um pokemon uh pikachu. Uh, that was actually number two. So ranked and released. One of, one
2: of my favorites is Lara Croft Tomb Raider. <laughs> well, yeah, actually, that's
1: actually that's number ten Tomb Raider oh, is down there? the bottom there worldwide. So, yeah. So you have you have uh, Rampage, you know, with The Rock. That was based on um, a, a video game. Uh, Angry Birds movie, of course. Uh, so a lot of these uh, recently, they're, I think they're getting better and better at merging, not necessarily technical, but actually merging stories and and IPs. I think Into, Doom was a big game, too, wasn't it? Doom, mm, Doom was a good game, but um, it wasn't a great movie. No, it was terrible. No, no, but they, that, that's what an example, <laughs> another example.
2: Though. Right,
1: right. I mean, I think you, you, Jim Carrey, what, Sonic the Hedgehog. I mean, you, you've you seen that. Now they're making another one of those. Of course, all the Resident Evil series. You
2: know, that, um, one, that Sonic the Hedgehog wasn't too bad. I mean, technically speaking, it was was really well done, made as well. Uh, I didn't that. see that one. I did not yeah, see that I, one. I kind of enjoyed it. It was kind of, you know, campy, but but hey, it's, it, it was very in-
1: entertaining. Yes, yes, that's a, that's what I hear.
2: Well, you know a fun fact, I don't know if, if you knew this, but in 2020 the gaming industry generated, you're talking about, you know, how much, you know, in, each, each you know, individually things things it costs, but the, it, as a gaming industry as a whole, they generated 180 billion dollars in revenue. Uh, uh wow, which, which is just uh astounding. It's just astounding. That dwarfs uh the the film industry. <laughs> Well, they're saying in, in in short, exactly, in in four years, they're saying it's going to exceed two hundred and sixty billion, and that's that's more than actually, Sean, the movie and music industries combined.
1: Well, I'm so glad we're in it. You know, it's, well, you it's, know, it's
2: a good industry to be in, and we've talked about you know the, all the opportunities and the the media, uh, the content that's that's in demand now, and and uh, you know things are cha- changing. There's a paradigm shift where people are, are are viewing display screens a lot a lot more. I mean, I think it's like. It's up to six hours a day, average, I think, per person.
1: Wow, I did not know that, bro. So I, I don't
2: <laughs> know if it's all, it's not all watching movies, of course, but it is playing video games and, and and other kind of things. But it's just and it's moving upwards; it's not going down. So
1: yes, and I also thought, in relation to that question, was to, to elaborate even more was the merging where you have films that are being interactive. Um, I. It, I think that's going to be a little bit more difficult to do. Um, I think maybe short films will be able to do that, but I don't think any, any studio is ready to do anything like that. I, I just don't see that happening. There's, there's a, For example, there's a movie um, that came out in 2016 called Late Shift. Um, I don't know if you heard about that. It's, it's where you decide for the hero, so it's, that's, it's quoted the, as being the first uh, cinematic interactive movie. So you actually had uh, people in the in the audience actually with their phones uh, would be uh, asked to participate, and so you had an app, and then you you had options to pursue specific conversations that popped up throughout, prompting the viewers to use their phones and then vote. So the whole thing is like a timed thing. So if your audience is too slow and no one votes, the film continues to uh, go down its its set storyline. So. Very interesting. I, I actually didn't get a chance to see it, but it, it kind of is intriguing in, in a way, but kind of gimmicky in a lot of ways too. I don't think it's, nobody wants to stop what they're doing. I don't think a lot of people, maybe, maybe there's a, you know, a hybrid of that would be interactive, but I don't, I don't know if there, if, if, if any other, um, well, I can't even say, right. <laughs> Who
2: knows you know, what they're going to do. I, you know, I'll be honest with you. I think, I think it's it too, seems weird. The, the, the changes are coming The you know, things are innovating so quickly. I, I don't, I, don't, I I'll never say never. I I I happen to be able to. Th- I think that in the next k- k- two or three years, we're going to see interactive uh, movies. We're going to see th- further merging, and I, and I think we are merging. I think that the two industries are merging together in in more ways than one. Um, and uh, you know, I think I think they're they're the, the, well not only from a technological point of view, but from a storytelling point of view. I mean, they're they're because of the quality of video games is becoming so so much better. Uh, the stories are becoming as vivid and more immersive than watching, uh, you know, uh, being a, a passive participant and watching a, a movie. I mean, there's, they're, they're, they're different experiences, uh, and I think the reason that people really get into movies is because it's, it takes them away. It engrosses it, it, it the, you know, their attention and, and their mind, and, their, and I think video games, actually, as a, as a medium, does that in a, in a much more uh, holistic and engaging, uh, a more meaningful, emotional way. You know, I've watched. I mentioned this. I may have mentioned this in the past. I've watched gamers reacting to storylines of video games. I mean, they, Sean, they, they're screaming out loud. They're crying. They're, 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 they're carrying on like. I mean, I've just not never seen anything like it. It's actually kind of funny. I mean, it's sad. I mean, it's in a way. I mean, I feel sorry for these people, but, but I mean, they're really engrossed in the story, and it's and it shows. I mean, they're. Well, that means that's you know, a they, great storyline. That's that means oh, yeah, it's working. Yeah. That's that's what well, you exactly, want. Exactly, exactly. And the gaming environment lends a certain a level of uh, a, a, a certain level of immersion that just a you know watching a, a movie doesn't. But you know, and I think uh, plus the gaming industry has such a huge budget. I mean, it's blo- dwarfs the the movie industry now. I mean, you use the, my the word movie Industry took in a hundred, hundred, <laughs> hundred billion worldwide last year. Right. And and the gaming more it was more than two hundred. You know, double that. So
1: well, one eighty, yeah. So, the the interesting thing about the very beginning of this is you think about the influence of of uh, simple Pong, for example, um, the video game Pong, which which motivated the the movie uh, makers of of the actual movie Tron, and and you go back to that that point of view, the influence of a video game, um, and, and because of that Tron movie, which pioneered CGI animation technology, that that movie paved the way for all the cutting edge VFX tools that are, you know, built upon, built upon to today's VFX tools. Um, so it, it's interesting to see how profound that, those effects of video gaming have on film and television, of course. Um, so uh, that's, that's kind of an interesting little tidbit there. I didn't even know if you realized that um, it goes all the way back to Pong, which we used to play together.
2: Well, yeah. I, I know Tron was, it was definitely a, I mean, well, Pong, Pong was, was good and I, that, that kind of, deceives our age Uh, um but (laughs) but uh i i just uh, you know the reason i say they're going to merge on you even back when we were young there was a there was a a dragon i think it was dragons it was dragon's lair dragon's Dragons lair Lair? Lair? Mm -hmm. yeah i mean you're right people might not want to but i think i think the 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 it's it's all in the interface i think the interface is going to be so where you can just swipe and as you're coming up to a decision you'll see a little thing and you can you know Depending on, and and you're right, it's it's gonna maybe interrupt the flow of it. But I think, uh, you know, like maybe it's a hybrid. Maybe it's just gonna be a hybrid and, and, and something we've never really experienced. And I think people are always looking for new experiences. And well, I especially think that would be one of them. Yeah,
1: especially now with uh, people being at home and and staying at home and not wanting to go out because of um COVID. But now that that's now that that's happened, it's you know maybe there's a a, a way of doing it on your at home. Where you have you know five or six or seven different endings to something, uh, you didn't like it, so you decide you know I I want I want it to be this way, and you kind of story drive, um you know the the movie that you're watching. I think that would be cool to have something like that at home, which would be which would really be cool to to subscribe to if they had something kind of like you said a hybrid of that would be really really cool.
2: Yeah, I think so. I agree with you. I think it's you know for me it's frustrating as a as a game maker. Um, and I'm kind of thinking back, you know, how you know, when we first started getting into video games ourselves, um, how frustrating it was. And, you, you know, as and particularly myself as an effects artist, how hard it was to create good looking visuals for the video games. Now, granted, I was making cinematics, but but a lot of that had to I had to make do it in the style of the video game, so they had to look you know similar enough. Um, but of course, you know, cut above, but he, but um, it, was, it was always challenging and always. It, it, it was always, you know, the the golden, uh, you know, the holy grail right. uh, to, to to do it at the level of movie movie studios, and and that's happened. Yeah, it all
1: looked. They all look like digital mannequins to me. Everything just looked just like mannequins in a store. Just terrible, for so long. Um, and then, of course, animating them like animatronics. Well, um,
2: subsurface scattering had a lot to do with just changing the appearance of the characters as well—the way their light bounces through the flesh and, oh, and yeah. backlights the ears and stuff. But again, you're right—you know, a lot of that stuff is in the eyes, and we've talked about that. And I think we have an upcoming podcast on uh, facial animation coming up, so um, you look out for that. Well, here's that here, let me show you
1: something about. I wanted to show um, about something that's influenced uh, movies. Uh, this is kind of a scene. This is a scene from Spider-Man, um, and. This is actually the Amazing Spider-Man, not because there's Amazing Spider-Man two, but this is from Amazing Spider-Man. Uh, this this particular uh, trailer, it was a teaser trailer, and let me show you this 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 particular thing. You got me on there, yeah. Okay, so first person, first person. You know this this is an influence from gaming, obviously, which I thought was fantastic. Well, well done. Uh, really, I mean, kind. Of, if you're not paying attention too much, I think. If you would show this something to this, this particular thing to somebody maybe 20 years ago, they'd probably get sick. But I think we've a lot of people have gotten used to the first person look, and a lot of a lot of things are, are camera cameras that are uh, just being yanked all over the place. Uh, you know, quick shots, uh, quick cuts, and then the camera just being like a free camera that you're running around with. I just, mm-hmm. I think people have gotten used to that mm-hmm. feel. And so, I mean, not everybody, obviously, because there's the people who have still get sick. I remember the, working on Planet Side 2 where we had to uh, de-puke the camera, which I thought was interesting because um, a, a lot of the people that actually are developing the game said, no, that's way too much. After a while, you just get sick and headache and everything else. So, uh, But uh, Amazing Spider-Man. Well,
2: you remember the film Hardcore Henry, don't you? Uh, no, tell me about it. Oh, it was the first person. It was the whole thing was shot from the first person. Yeah, it was a, It was pretty. Oh gosh, I can't remember when they made that. I'd have to look it up. But yeah, that was a, a movie shot entirely from the first person. Huh? In the uh, no, I have not Spider-Man seen that. Episode. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, several years ago. Uh, I don't. I don't know if it, I don't. How popular it was. I think it did pretty. It did reasonably well though. Well,
1: did so. Let's get into some of the stuff uh, that's techn- technologically that's influencing uh, film today.
2: You know, I, I was talking games. about how, I, I yeah, let's, you know, I said earlier that I think, I think, the the, the two industries cross pollinate. You know, tech techno, technological innovations in, in movie making kind of cross over to games and games into movies. But I think it's more so today. Games are pushing the movies uh, industry. I think, uh, technologically speaking, and I think a lot of that technology. Uh, is well, we've talked about it briefly in other podcasts. Is is the augmented reality or the virtual reality, or, the, or the, you know, or virtual production studios that, mm-hmm. are, that are popping up now, just based on because of COVID and everything. And uh, let me go ahead and share share one of those uh, that I've got here. Um, and this is basically the using. This is footage uh, taken with the virtual background uh, that we've been talking about.
1: At the LED uh, LED wall.
2: Yep. Yep. Gosh.
1: It's amazing how huh? that's that's I, I, I cannot wait for that that technology to get so cheap where you well, can just okay. have your own, you know, just like you have, you could buy a green screen, it'd be nice to just buy a, a screen that you could just digitally just push it up, you know, put something right behind you, right? Yeah,
2: what's pretty, yeah, exactly. What's amazing is, with this is you can actually see the camera as he's moving it, it parallaxes the background, you know, in real time using the game engine. You can, wow. you can see that what's in the camera's view you can see it actually projected on the rear screen as as the camera's recording it it's, it's, it's really that
1: that looks so real
2: so real and the lighting and the light and what's beautiful about the Sean, and what's what's really and it's basically replaced you know you mentioned the green screen it's basically replaced that whole green screen uh process i mean which is which is very troubling because you had a bunch of green you know spill that would come onto your characters and you had you know your matte a software really had to be sophisticated enough to really remove all that stuff and you know getting a good mat and then you had to composite something in the background and color match it and 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 grade it and, and texturize it to make sure that the front the you know the foreground element matched the background element and here you can see that there this is a a, a lighting change you can just sl- slide around the backgrounds and you know you're getting real world lighting it's it's interactive you get real world reflections and and shadows. It's just a. It's just the technology is insane. What, yeah, the quality jump is, is incredible.
1: We keep saying it, and you know, it's it's probably getting tiring. But it, it it this is the future. It there's it's it's not going to stop. This is going to get cheaper and cheaper, and, and more and more people are just going to use that. It's just so so much more efficient. And then of and course, this is
2: game technology. This right. is not movie technology. This is game right. technology.
1: Right. And you think about like you said, because of the the billions and billions of dollars that that. Basically, the gaming industry is making that um, they're. I mean, you think about uh, the the technology now is is being spent. They're spending so much money on that technology because of the demand of gaming. It's pushing everything forward. Film studios don't have the the money to to, to spend like gaming does today. So, the, the like I said, Unreal is is probably going to continue. I don't know the the army of. Of tech people, engineers, and they're working on that. It's going to push that even more faster and faster. Uh, CPU, uh, GPU, everything's just going to get better and better, and they're going to make tools um, more accessible to these film industries.
2: Oh, Sean, yes, and the thing, the thing about that is, is it's you know, it's not enough to, to. The old days we used to be able to shoot; it was enough to be able to have beautiful footage, but but not anymore. The cutting edge uh, game and movie making uh, requires Getting more information and, and data, as I was just talking about, to seamlessly mesh the the digital assets with the real world assets, and and uh, it's 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 right now it's it's a se- in a seamless way. And here's an example of that. Here uh, I'm showing uh, another use of the virtual background, the uh, the Unreal. And these are ba- these backgrounds and sets are actually real world scans uh, created by uh, I think it's Meta scans, and they they. Uh, they're just basically the real world being scanned into the digital world and being used uh, straight away. Wow! It looks and like real, they're in real that, time. Looks like they're in a cave.
1: That, that's oh, there's the parallaxing stuff going on. That's that's amazing. Wow! Yeah, and and, it's, usually,
2: it's tracking the position of the camera and trying, and putting it straight into the game engine and making sure that they're aligned properly and they're tracked exactly correctly.
1: Uh, that's uh, I'm going to say it one more time. That's amazing. So, not not to poo poo Unity because that's another game engine company.
2: Well, I'm, you know they're all game engine. Yeah, I mean all the game engines are are, are doing stuff like this. And right. you know, We talked about how how Unity and Weta have gotten together. Uh, yeah,
1: $1.625 five billion dollars. So they're gonna they you know, that's that's in itself. You know that they're going to be challenging and real. Uh, to, to go back to Unity now, since I know you're showing you want to continue to show that, but the uh, Neil Blomkamp, uh, he's the writer director of Elysium and District Nine and Chappie. Uh, he's got a, a YouTube channel, uh, that he puts uh, his, his, uh, short films on, uh, at Oat studio and he uses unity in a lot of the things he's doing. Uh, a lot of the projects, uh, you've seen some of the, Adam was one of those, uh, also, um, or is Adam too, uh, both of those. And, and then of course he's using, um, not only just to do CGI films, he's actually using, um, technology within unity for, for his upcoming film, um, I believe it's called um, uh, De- demonic. Uh, that particular film is they're using um, volume capture of the of the actors and actresses in there um, for a kind of like a dream sequence, or where she. Well, the whole the whole thing is um, it's uh, it's well, you know. Let me just show you the. Well, the, what
2: is volumetric capture? That that's that's kind of a.
1: Well, a, it's like a depth capture. So they have cameras all around the car- the the actor in a particular scene i think they had like up to 256 uh depth captured um almost like uh, you would have with your your xbox 360 or something they have they have depth capture cameras but way more sophisticated than that but you you see your character and it's at, you're doing the action and in this character's acting but once it's done in the in in that uh it's captured that's it you really can't relight it um, texture wise, you can do lighting tricks, uh, over, over the, over the point cloud, but you can't really do a lot of, um, you know, add re- re- reflection mapping and some of the things that you would do normally with a, th- a 3d character. Um, but let me show you the, just some of the tech, the tech tech that's going into this new movie that's com- come out or it's going to be coming out. Um, and so you can see her, the pixelated version of her. Is, is really kind of neat in these these scenes. I guess her mother is accused of murdering somebody, and she's in a coma, and she has to go back. Uh, she has to basically go into uh, an induced coma herself, I guess, and and get back into and, and kind of make contact with her mother in this like dream state. But then those those dream states you see her in this volume um, that looks like a pixelated uh, 3D character person that's that looks like a human being, but it's really strange. I don't think it's actually been used in, <clears throat> excuse me, in any um, any films yet. So it's kind of a, a new technique. Technique. So, so.
2: biometric capture is like a three D scan, a three D scan. Of
1: your- right. It's like a lidar. Lidar is uh, uh, light detection and ranging, kind of a thing where, like I said, it's it's it has the depth depth camera, um, and so yeah, pretty pretty amazing. I
2: can't wait to see it. So be... Well, yeah, well, yes, and used uh, in conjunction with the three D virtual backdrops and. And, and that's another thing about using some of these digital and virtual, and what's really nice about these, the techniques and the industries actually merging is because one of the things that, as an as a early filmmaker uh, that I struggled with was, was getting, getting a unified look through, the, through all the different scenes. And what this technology ensures is that uh, you, can, you can get that unified look across your entire project, and it allows you to save like a, tons of money and a, a, a ton of time. Uh, when it comes to you know trying to process these things and fix them in post, you know you've got the color correction and you have the grading and all these other pre- post production stuff that you have to do. When you've got this, when you've got it right, the lighting right every time. Uh, yes, God, it's it's such a it's such a time savings. It's just amazing the efficiency that, that these these tools are allowing for. Yes, um, and like uh, this particular movie that
1: uh, Blomkamp uh, was is working on was done during. I think he wrote it during the whole pandemic. Uh, and so he wanted, like you said earlier about virtual production, uh, th- these are new techniques that they're pushing because of what's been going on. So almost kind of like silver lining to some of the tech tech that's going on right now.
2: Well, you know, the, the uh, clock on the wall, Sean, says we're getting to the end of the podcast. Uh, okay. Do you want to uh, jump into the mailbag or did you like me to go ahead and st- Well, you know, I'll go ahead and start that out. All right. Um, you know, we've uh, got this really great uh t- testimonial uh, i guess uh, as well uh, from henhouse productions and they they're kind enough to to say we have always appreciated that cg bros run a platform to share the films of various creators both small and big so they can reach a wider audience it's great for student films like ours since we don't have much of a presence on our own just yet to share our films to a wider audience we love the work that cg bros does to offer a platform for these films you know, that's, that's the reason that we're around, um, and we really appreciate uh, the comment, and uh, that, that's, 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 that's the purpose of CG Bros, is to really kind of uh, showcase the work of new media producers. Absolutely. 100%. Thank you very much, Hen uh, We've got another comment from Ricardo Bonasoli. Uh, thank you, Ricardo, for commenting. We are very familiar with the CG Bros and your amazing contribution to our community and industry. And we are looking forward to seeing the reactions to our film from people that understand the amount of work that VFX takes. You know, Sean, you want to comment on I was that? going to say, the, feed, the feedback,
1: that's, that's, uh, that, that's a reward in itself, uh, being on there. So that's one of the reasons why we have our channel, too, is, is to provide the feedback for uh, people like yourself. And that, that's uh, just one of the benefits that goes along with it. Unfortunately, some you will get some trolls here and there, but don't, don't, don't take that uh, to heart. There's, there's most, most people on, on YouTube are, are really, really good people, and they'll, they'll tell you exactly uh, what, what they're feeling. Uh, Remco, Anchor. The CG Bros offers a wide variety of beautiful animation uh, animated videos that give me a lot of inspiration. There are also different countries and people, experts, and students where I can learn from their work if you're a new media producer and would like to get your cd uh cgi short film some exposure to uh our massive market reach the cg bros is the place to do it and exactly remco that's exactly what uh what we like to tell everybody as well so so they can join you
0: well
2: you know we want to thank you for being uh the main part of our podcast today and we do them for you as we answered armando's question um our video games and movie making merging. And we hope that you enjoyed the conversation and learned something new along the way. Well, if you enjoyed
1: it, do us a big favor and share it around, uh, as well as hit the like button. It greatly helps the channel by signaling to YouTube uh, to find other folks just like you that want to see these kinds of videos.
2: And if you've got a subject that you'd like us to cover in the podcast, uh, you can do that by jumping onto our website, thecgbros.com, and clicking on the About Us tab, and then on the Ask Us Anything uh, tab just like Armando did it's that simple
1: we talk about everything uh, has to do with the art the craft and the business of CGI and the best part is it only takes a second so do that and we bring also a new uh, fresh new edition of the CG Insider podcast every week where we discuss topics that have anything to do with CGI animation and digital effects as well, uh, as well again as we host uh, other interesting subjects that not necessarily are CGI that uh, you guys all bring to our attention
2: And by the way, if you haven't already done so, head on over to our YouTube channel. Um, You can watch some of the best and truly amazing and award-winning entertainment. CGI short films uh, that cover uh, many different genres and creative styles are there, uh, created by some of the world's most talented new media producers uh, out there. So be sure to check it out. Well, hey, the
1: video game industry's technological impact on filmmaking has only just begun, and we're both looking forward to seeing you here back uh, next week for our podcast where we'll be answering another closely related gaming question, where are video games headed in the future? Uh, We talked a little about that uh, today in today's podcast. And so let's double click on that one for next week's uh, podcast, Bill. Sound good? That
2: sounds great. We'll see you here next week. All right. Bye for now.
0: Well, that's it for today. We hope you've enjoyed the CG Bros answer to the question, are video games and movie making merging? Thanks for being with us. If you watched us on YouTube and you enjoyed the experience, please give us a thumbs up. Be sure to leave a comment too, because we might share it on a future podcast and mention you by name. Also, please share the video with your friends on social media. If you're not yet following us on our channel, please hit the subscribe button. Subscribing is free and ring the bell. So you'll be notified when we post our next podcast. If you're listening to us on our audio-only version, please leave a comment. Oh, and don't forget to tell all your friends that they, too, can enjoy the audio-only version on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Audible.com, and Stitcher. If you're listening to us on Spotify, you can share the podcast to Facebook, Twitter, and Tumblr with the share link. That's the circle with the three dots in it. Learn more about us by going to our website, thecgbros.com, and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Tumblr, and Instagram. And be sure not to miss the next episode when the CG Bros will answer the question, where are video games headed in the future? This has been episode 2207 of the CG Bros CG Insider Podcast. See you next time.